You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotroncom agony. Paolo Bacigalupi's new book is The Doubt Factory. Paolo, would you read to me from the book? Sure. He'd been watching her for a long time, watching how she moved through the still waters of her life, watching the friends and family who surrounded her. It was like watching a bright tropical fish in an aquarium, bounded on all sides, safe inside the confines, unaware of the glass walls. Paolo, this is a book that Philip K. Dick would have written as a science fiction novel 30 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) And today it's a mainstream thriller for kids. So talk about that kind of dissonance of writing about a science fiction present. Yeah, actually, you know, it's interesting because I actually sort of wrestled with the idea of whether I wanted to try to cast this as a science fictional novel because everything else that I've done is science fiction. And what I concluded was that at this point, if you're going to write about the kinds of topics in this book, that science fiction essentially would have obscured the understanding of our present world. And whenever I'm trying to write, I'm, I'm always hoping to create a better, clearer understanding of our present moment. When you conceived of this novel, did you think about the story arc and the characters and the plot first, or were you doing research and looking into the doubt industry, as you call it, what a great name, and then you said, oh my God, there's got to be a great story here. The research sort of came first, and it came in little dribs and drabs. Friends of mine are science journalists, and so you start to sort of see things that they're reporting on or see things that they're noticing, and all that kind of put the industry on my radar. And at that point, it just sort of sat in the back of my head. But then there was a moment where I thought, you know, who are these people? Who are these people who stand up and are willing to, you know, sort of help aspirin defend itself against charges that it causes Ray's syndrome, you know? And you're sort of curious about that. And so I started sort of crafting the idea. I mean, these are perfectly nice people, very functional, you know, they have good kids and they take care of their dog and, you know, it's, they're, I'm sure they're wonderful, good Americans, and yet they do horrific things and they're all entirely legal. Well, talk about how we rank our fears and how we experience our fears and how our fears are essentially sold to us and bargained to us in terms of how what we're afraid of makes us act. Uh, Well, one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot is that it's interesting what we accept day to day. We Um, are easily boiled frogs. uh, Well, right. There was a moment when I was doing research for the Dow Factory, and I came across this example of the aspirin industry defending itself against charges that it was causing Ray's syndrome in children. And, you know, the CDC and the Surgeon General were saying, this is dangerous. Don't give aspirin to your kids if they've got a fever. This is super dangerous. But meanwhile, aspirin is still fighting to keep warning labels off their product. And that was kind of shocking because what that meant was that for every year that the aspirin industry delayed labeling, around 400 extra kids died each year. They managed to delay for about four years before they finally got labeled. So if you do the math, you suddenly end up with about 1,600 dead kids, which is kind of half a 9-11. <laughs> That's a I scary, mean, frightening 3, number. 3,000 people or more, around 3,000 some people died in 9-11. 1,600 people, you know, just died in that period while, while, where Aspen was delaying being labeled. And as soon as they got labeled, then uh, Ray syndrome deaths plummet. And you see this thing and you're like, that's not right. <laughs> and yet we sort of accept that, oh, yeah, there were these delays, and oh, well, you know, that's the way it goes, and maybe there's a lawsuit. Paolo Bacigalupi's new book is The Doubt Factories. Thank you for speaking with me, Paolo. Thank you, Rick.
You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotron.com slash agony.